welcome to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Girl, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. Ladies, welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. I am your co-host, Leah Ross, and um, we are journeying in this time, we are co-journeying in this time um, with some wonderful voices uh, that can encourage us in this series of co-journeying. And so just to frame us out like this series about co-journeying is all about how the Christian life is filled with these journeys that we do and that we have with others, right? The goal of this co-journeying series is to talk about all the ways in which urban women journey together um, with brothers and sisters in Christ so she, so that woman can grow and flourish in her fellowship with God. And our framing for this is this beautiful passage from Ecclesiastes, even if two lie down together, they can keep warm, but how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone over powers one person, two can resist them. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And so as we think about co-journeying together with brothers and sisters in this journey, we really want to encourage you as urban women to journey with others in your Christian life so that you can grow and you can flourish in your fellowship with God. And so today I have the joy and the delight to host my best friend on the podcast, Megan Turner. And Megan is a dear sister in the Lord, a wife, mom, passionate educator, literacy expert, and bookstagrammer. She and her husband live in Columbus, Ohio, where they are working, raising their sons. She's frequenting libraries and learning to love Jesus well. Megan is one of my dearest, dearest best friends in the entire world. And I can't believe I get the joy of of like persuading her to be on the podcast with me. Uh, We've been friends for nearly 20 years. Megan, thank you for being on the podcast, girl. Thanks for having me. Guys, this is going to be fun. Um, So Toshiba and I really couldn't think of anyone more fitting to do this episode with than Megan. And today, like I said, we're talking about co-journeying with a friend. And we've been, Megan, you and I have been through literally two decades of life together um, and witnessed a lot of God's work in each other's lives. And so I'm excited to get to just like give the ladies a glimpse into what this friendship looks like and give space for you to encourage women in friendship because you just, you do it so well, like not just with us, but like in your friendships, you do it really well. So, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Megan, (laughs) tell us more about you. Like, what do you want to share with our listeners about who you are, your family, what you do, all that stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you covered a lot of it. I, um, my husband and I have been married for six plus years. I always pause. I'm like, is that right this year? Um, yeah, uh, we have two, uh, two boys, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. Um, I'm, we just moved. We've been in Chicago for about 13 years mm-hmm. um, and just moved back to Ohio. Uh, this past year so definitely in a big season of transition Mm -hmm. Um, but there are things that hold me down parks libraries (laughs) reading nerd Um, and I love it 
So, yeah, so we are in it. We are in it. And we're talking about co-journeying. So like, as you come into this, like, what does, what does it mean? What does co-journeying mean to you? And what value does it bring to your walk with Jesus? Um, when I, I was, when I think about co-journeying, I think about um, just going alongside mm-hmm. um, others, not, not going at it alone. Mm-hmm. And so, and God has been really generous uh, in giving us the Holy Spirit. And so we, in the journey, are never truly alone um, yeah. because his spirit is with us. But he's uh, given us grace upon grace in that right. he's also given us others to journey alongside with us. And so um, we have, you know, God has allowed us brothers and sisters in Christ to um, walk this journey with us, to remind us of what is true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our hearts can be inclined to ignore the whispers of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, God has been gracious to use others to just speak that life to us. Yeah. And so when I, yeah, when I think of co-journeying, I think of um, just being reminded that we are not on this alone. Um, mm-hmm. And just the generosity of God to provide that for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Lord is so generous. I love that perspective too. Um, so yeah, that's a really good definition as well. Just knowing that God hasn't left us alone with the Holy Spirit and like been also tangibly with people. Like he is, he is showing his witness with us through people that we're meant to do this with and the purpose that they, that, that serves. Um, yeah. So, okay. Can we tell the listeners our friendship story? <laughs> like, do you remember how we met and how we became friends, Megan? <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about the, I mean, I was like, like before I got years. on this too, I was just like, oh my gosh, I need tissues. Not because I'm going to be crying and sentimental, but because I'm going to be laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been an adventure. But it's been a journey. Right. It has been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we met when we were about 16 at church. Yeah. Um in this, I'm thinking of Sunday school. We had this I think great, it was a Sunday. Mm-hmm. We had a great Sunday school teacher that was like the best. She had tea. It was like a real cute Sunday school. She had tea out for the girls, oh, yeah. like really flavorful teas. We would mm-hmm. pour our little tea. We would pour our tea. Yeah, we sure would. <laughs> um, and it was really charming. Uh, that's probably where we met. Um, and then did like youth group together. We went, I was trying to, of the timeline of this, I know we went on a missions trip together mm-hmm. to LA with our youth group around that time, like around 16. And then I feel like when we came back from that, we became really close. Um, And, and yeah, have been friends since then. Um, Been through a mini, a season. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think back, like when we were young, I don't know. It's like, we were in a prayer group. With some girls yeah. from church. Like a pr- like an old school like prayer, <laughs> like on the phone. 
at like 7 a.m. Yes. before high school, before school started. <laughs> Like I'm back like, when you like, I don't even know who is listening, who's going to get this. But like back when you used to have to like click over on the house phone to get the other person on the phone. Oh, yeah. So that you could get like, mo- we had like four or five girls on this call. Yeah. Like and we would like pray together way. before school. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think those things, which I look back and I'm like, what in the world? How did that even happen? <laughs> But probably served as a good foundation mm-hmm. for like maintaining friendship all these years, and you know, and then we parted ways at college and things, but mm-hmm. um, have have remained in touch. I know, I know. Yeah. I have like these like very like it, almost like implicit memories of like I remember like in this Sunday school where yeah she, she sure did like pour that tea and like taught us like how to like carry ourselves a little bit of etiquette a little bit of manners you know as well as like you know doing bible study and stuff but um I completely remember Megan being like prayer request of like you were trying to get this job you were trying to get a job at Target and um <laughs> And I legit like wrote it down in my little prayer journal and I still have it. (laughs) Like the first time that I like prayed for you was for you to get your job at Target in high school. Praise the Lord. I did get that job at Target. I learned how to put um, batteries in watches. So yeah, (laughs) it was a solid uh, experience. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Yeah. I, yep. And the phone calls, the mission trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that, you're right. Like there was like the context of building, like building, building friendship as we were building our own faith walks. Cause like mm-hmm. that was right at the time for me when I started owning my faith really for myself too. And so to have someone like you come along and like, you know, real serious about the Lord, like figuring it out, taking God seriously, like that is what I needed in that stage to be like, yes, this is what I want to. Um, and yeah, for it to be long lasting is just a blessing. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. We- <laughs> <laughs> well, I just uh memory just came to mind of I was thinking, you know, we did we prayed and we went to Sunday school, we went to football game, you know, we did right. things that teenagers did. Yeah. Um had birthday parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wore matching jean jackets. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So all those sort of fun things and try to turn each other away from wrath. I remember I was about to go hang out with some boy or something. They'd be like, I'm going to come with you. I think I'm going to go. Yeah. What is this about? Um, but that was good. That was wisdom. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, so things like that. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. The things, the things as we were like young and trying to just find our way as like Christians. Mm. Oh man. Yes. Um, yeah. So in, in all of those things, like how, I mean, you already said a little bit of this, but like, what is generally the role of a friend in a believer's life? Like you think about even in our story as we're learning to walk with God and we're like putting some of these things in place. Like, what is that? What is the purpose of that friend? I mean, can I just do it alone? Right. Can I just do it in my own little corner pocket or not? 
I mean, this not gonna be cute. Um, <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work out great <laughs> for you if you try. It's not gonna work out how you think it's gonna work out. Um, because that's not what we were made for. Um, mm. I think that God uses um friendship to sharpen us. It's interesting that as you were, you know, intro and we're talking about the verse in Ecclesiastes. I think a lot of times people think about that. Just like in marriage, like it's one of those passages that people mm. use a lot, um, you know, wedding ceremonies and things like that. Um, but God uses people, mm-hmm. spouse or not, right? Um, friends, another mentors, as you talked about, like mm-hmm. various human relationships to sharpen us, to mold us, to encourage us. And and so um I think friendship is really one of the ways in which we are sharpened and challenged and held accountable and held, mm-hmm. right? Like I have been through so many seasons where I'm like, I am literally being held up by the prayers of other people mm-hmm. um, and being sustained by their generosity and fellowship and food or mm-hmm. finance, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so God... I think physically holds us as well and comforts us um, through others. And so that is, I mean, all of that spiritually and physically um, is mm-hmm. the gift and the necessity of being together mm-hmm. in life and friendship. Mm, yeah yeah and it, it like it's not just one-sided it's not just like my person to hold me accountable so that I don't sin but like like you're talking about like physically like this is we're whole people right we're souls and bodies and God has created us to be sustained both ways and our friendships do that um yeah so like where do you see models of friendship that stick out to you in the bible like you know everybody talks about like David and Jonathan but like who are the who are like the low-key, maybe like less celebrated examples of friendship that stick out to you? Um, one that I thought of timely um, for when we're recording this are Elizabeth and Mary. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Because I was recently, um, we listened to the passage. I like listening to like hearing all the Bible read to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Listening to the passage where Mary leaves and goes to stay with Elizabeth mm-hmm. and just thinking about one that she had somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a girl that is now pregnant mm-hmm. with not her betrothed child. Right. Um, and she had somewhere to go. And then Elizabeth welcomed her. Um Elizabeth was sensitive to the spirit um, mm-hmm. and rejoiced, spirit within her baby, um, mm-hmm. and rejoiced as Mary came and welcomed Mary in to stay with her for months. And um, I don't know, that was one that came to mind of just, yeah. you know, Elizabeth was much older. Right. Um, they were relatives, but also... Um, the beauty of that, of knowing you have a place to go, of mm-hmm. knowing that you be cared for, um, of Elizabeth and humbling herself and welcoming Mary in the way that she did, knowing mm-hmm. that she was blessed with a gift um, and Mary was blessed with the gift of carrying mm-hmm. your Savior. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, there's just a lot of care in the little bit that we get uh, mm-hmm. of their their story. 
that that I think is is really beautiful for yeah. us to be able to see. I know, and we only get a snippet. But um, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I was reading the account the other day, I was like, okay, so Mary goes to her when she, when Elizabeth is like six months pregnant and it says she stayed for three months. And so I'm like, do like, you know, but my doula mind is like doing like a little quick calculation <laughs> of like, Mary probably stayed through the birth. Like we know that mm-hmm. birth was not like this isolated thing, especially in Eastern culture. Like I bet you she was caring for her through like the birth of John, like, and just supporting her in that. And so like, that just hit me the other day. I'm like, yeah, they were like, not only what you said, like that Elizabeth receives her when she needed, she needed a place to go. Like, I'm sure she's just processing on like levels of like, what is going Mm -hmm. on? (laughs) Like the implications, um, maybe even feeling alone. So like the significance of her having a place to go and then in receiving that like fellowship is able to support her as well through like, you know, this humongous life-changing thing of childbirth. Um, ah, that's so good. That's so good. Um, and so like what, yeah. So, I mean, when we think about like what makes up these friendships that are so valuable to us, like what are two or three things that you think like, no, these are the essentials for co-journeying in your faith walk with a friend. What would you say those are? Authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, alongside of that trust. So uh, being willing to be your true self um, and being willing to receive someone's true self, mm-hmm. um, which is not always pretty. Mm. Um, and but you're willing to show that and receive that. Um, and then alongside with that trust, um, because in order to be able to be authentic with one another, we have to have be trustworthy mm-hmm. and and demonstrate that in small ways in the early parts of a relationship. And then as relationships grow in much. Yeah. Um, in much bigger ways. Um, and then I think just genuine care mm-hmm. um, is really essential. I've seen, you know, there's something to me about when people show care to me. And then when they, sh- when I have friends that show care mm-hmm. to my children, mm-hmm. right. Um, like they welcome my children and like they're theirs. Like that to me is like, they welcome my family members. Right. Um, yeah. Something about a sibling. <laughs> and yeah. my friends are like, oh my goodness, they're doing great. Let me celebrate your sibling or your yeah, parent. That's so like cool. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just, um, so I think like trust and authenticity and, and genuine care um, are really essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and being real with each other. Yeah. Uh, and that can be, you know, talking about the things that are challenging, that can be talking about, um, so this is for, sorry, too many. Um, talking <laughs> about the things that are challenging to yeah. you, um, but also like, calling each other out sometimes mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't have to be like in a, a it shouldn't be uh, in a disrespectful way right but um 
we all have blind spots. And so mm-hmm. being able to recognize those and being courageous enough to say, like, I think you might be. Yeah, like, especially when that spot. trust is built already, like, mm-hmm. you have almost like you've earned the credibility to do that over time, you know? Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. How do you take it from that level of this is somebody I know to like, this is somebody who's walking deeply with me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of it's trial and error. What I have found for myself is... That's not uh, what people want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Sorry, what? everybody, right. life. Right. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it it is. And some things are not as cut and dry. What mm-hmm. I have found for myself is that when I'm in space, you know, a Bible study, a social setting, whatever, um, like, I tend to say things that I feel like are honest about myself, not my deepest, darkest secrets necessarily, but mm-hmm. I am cognizant of who is receiving that well, right? Mm. Who is engaging with me on that? Because in order to have these relationships, you got to be willing to give a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and because nobody else, if we expect someone to take us as we are, how will they know, you know, that we will accept them as we are unless we give a little bit of ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we communicate a little bit of ourselves. Um, so I've been in groups where I've, you know, I'm like, everybody's life sounds so good. Mm. Um, and I'm like, this is a little, you know, here's a little something I'm struggling with. And I take note of the people um, that have, shared something that they've been challenged mm-hmm. with too that have um like respond to that by opening up yeah. too yeah mm-hmm. yeah that are willing to open up in that way that encourage me you know are intentional encouraging me and not in a way that's like um here are the four ways you can fix yourself you know but mm-hmm. like just like I hear you I'm with you um mm-hmm. and those are the people for myself that I'm drawn to I'm like oh like you're not pre- it's not putting on pretenses, right? So who who um, as I'm willing to show a little bit of myself, who do I also notice is willing to show some of themselves? They're not putting on a pretense. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to make themselves look good for everybody else around. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are really um, they seem to be honest about mm-hmm. who they are, and it's that. So I think that authenticity piece might maybe might be kind of that first piece of connection. Does yeah. this person seem like they're just um, engaging with me in an, an honest and um, generous way mm-hmm. um, that I would like to continue to engage with them and see? And you know, sometimes it doesn't go much further than that, but sometimes it does. Um, but you you got to get in there. 
<laughs> yeah, what was that like when you like when you first moved to Chicago? Like, what was that like? Because I feel like one thing I recognize about you is you have these like ride or die relationships that you built in Chicago, like these homies that are your people, you know, and like when you show up in a new place, you don't have that. Like, or you don't have the ease of like, oh, I had that in high school and I'm just going to like continue to roll off of it. Like you're in a new setting and then think like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like even people where it went that deep. Like, how did you find them and how did it get there? Uh, I, I think it started off with that authenticity. I think some of my close friends, like we were introduced by someone else mm-hmm. um, and then we went out for coffee. We were like, hey, do you want to like go on a walk? Like one of my dearest friends, like we have a picture of us like walking around some parks, some mm-hmm. ducks in the fall. Why were we there? <laughs> Why were we walking? <laughs> We what didn't we even know each other, but we like, we we're just like, I, I want to do something. Do you want to come? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like just invited each other and then the doors begin to open for conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, like I have a group of girlfriends and we all kind of lived together around the same amount of time. Like, you know, one roommate would exchange for another. Mm-hmm. One friend was always there that wasn't a roommate, but um <laughs> And and we are we all still keep in touch like very regularly. Uh, and some of that was like we were living in that. I initially got connected to the first roommate through a friend. We had an initial conversation, and I think she was very honest. And mm-hmm. I heard her talk about the Lord, and and I was like, oh, like I'm intrigued by her faith. And mm-hmm. she just turned a corner of the closet into a prayer room. I was like, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know her much more than that. Mm-hmm. But God, like opened up the doors we you know would chit chat as we passed each other talk about things we were going through and so it was a lot of asking people do you Mm want to go do something with me do you want to go to this random concert in some Mm -hmm. neighborhood I've never been to sure um (laughs) go on a walk go for coffee um then showing up Mm -hmm. to those things Mm. and that's a word for millennials (laughs) like you gotta keep you gotta keep that uh that that uh commitment and show up and as for us elder millennials it's hard we get tired it's like we are geriatric millennials that's what we are did you know that's what we're called we're at the top we're at the we're at the the, top the, the first the first few years they started calling us that. Yeah, right. that's us. Um, and, you know, we're tired, but but to show up um, mm-hmm. and then to have that dialogue. And I think for the people that have maintained that friendship, like they keep, they kept showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept showing up in engagement with them. And, and there was a humility in mm-hmm. some of that engagement. There were conversations that we had that I remember thinking like, the humility that this person is showing, the willingness that they are showing to learn or engage in a conversation with me mm-hmm. is like, people don't usually act like this. Yeah. Um, I want to keep engaging with them because this, I'm seeing their heart and their mm-hmm. heart is like kind and their heart is for the savior and their heart is for friendship with me. Um, so I don't know. Those are, I like, I like think about, yeah. oh my goodness. I yeah. just love it so much. Like God was so, and some of it was prayer. I remember mm-hmm. praying in a season, like, 
there were seasons where I was like, there's a ton of women. Like we don't like have any guy friends in the mix. God can't provide us with guy friends and God provided. Mm-hmm. There was a season where um, I was like, most of my, I grew up in a primarily African-American context and but in high school, uh, college. And then a lot of, when I first moved to Chicago, the churches that I was going to, I was like, there are not a lot of black people around me. Mm-hmm. Like God, I would love to like have some black friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a prayer request for me in particular, yeah. like something for for my heart and God provided mm-hmm. uh, that. And it really was like women. And that didn't mean I was like, OK, bye, everybody that I knew before. No, but they were mm-hmm. relationships that I, my heart needed mm-hmm. at that time. And God mm-hmm. was very generous mm-hmm. to provide that one girl. Um, when I first, when I was dating my husband, we lived in Chicago, but like the opposite ends of the city. Mm-hmm. And so I was going up to hang out with him. We were going to be out late or something. And one of his friends, a girl that went to his church who was dating his roommate said, you can stay with me um, mm. this weekend so you can, you know, go to church the next morning or whatever. And we stayed up like chit-chatting, but she welcomed me in. Yeah. Right? She offered cool. her place. She welcomed me in. We stayed chit-chatting became so close. Mm. She was one of the people that was like there when my sons were born, showing up at the house, like mm-hmm. uh, folding clothes, um, all because yeah. she said, hey, you want to stay at, at my place so mm-hmm. that you can stay up here and see him tomorrow. Yeah, that's so like, cool. I mean, just the hospitality, like opening up a door yeah, to something that's long lasting, like you didn't know that was going to happen, you know, and and it was the the threat of prayer too is like so deep to me because I'm like, yeah, yes, the Lord is kind and he knows what we need. And like, if he's wired us for friendship, then like, I don't think we we often um, make that connection quick enough of like, God has wired us for friendship so we can ask him for the friendships that we need. You know, like yeah. I remember that in a season in St. Louis of just being like, Lord, like this is, this is the kind of friend I need. And I, I literally was like, this person got to show up in like the next couple of months or I'm going to just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. But he he did. He answered that. And the friendship that came out of that was just like such a response to my heart's like need. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, God is God is um, willing to, to hear those things in prayer. Like we can ask him for friendships and look where he where he's working and like respond to that. So. Yeah. I thought about too, how you were talking about like this authenticity, like you've got to show up as yourself. Um, You've got to be okay with yourself, right? To show up as yourself. Like you have to be an, um, so I just feel like there's probably a place where like this again goes back to our prayer and our, and our own relationship with God, but like getting to a place where Lord, like, I know my insecurities are real. Like I know that you know, there's all types of trauma where you have a hard time trusting people or whatever, you know, or be, or feeling like you could show up as your full self, but like there almost has to be that work beforehand or during when you're taking those steps towards friendship of working on yourself to be able to say, okay, like I, I can show up in this space, like anxious or not, but I, I can, I know how to bring my full self into the space and be able to trust that it's not going to all fall apart, you know, if I do, or I'm not going to be put to shame. Do you know what I mean? 
No, I do. It's really interesting because my, it's funny. I'm thinking about this because I'm like, I'm thinking about choices that my, the nature of my personality is that I'm very, uh, I would say that I'm relatively risk averse. I would say that I am, can be quite fearful um, about Shout out to the Enneagram sixes out there. (laughs) Um, Enneagram sixes out here, loving people and fearing everything. Um, And that, you know, is generally how I operate. And then, but then I look at my life and I look at risks that I took in Mm -hmm. my life, risks that I've taken in friendship. And it is like, I think a work of God because, Mm -hmm. you know, there is a lot of fear about meeting new people, about engaging in unfamiliar ways. Um, How will people receive me? And none of us are finished works. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to come into any situation as like the best version of myself because I don't think I've gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe a better version of myself than I was a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. certainly not the best. And so there is some trepidation with that. But I think you have a good point of like being prayerful of asking for a holy boldness and stepping into it um, with a little measure of courage mm-hmm. and knowing that like, hey, like, and even if you're presenting yourself, like this is who I think I am. Like I was in Chicago thir- for 13 years. The girl that I showed up as, some of those threads remained and some mm-hmm. things changed mm-hmm. over that time. Um, and and that's okay. Yeah. Um and rich, you know, rich friend. We are not the people we were. Hallelujah. Thank when you, we Jesus. were 16. <laughs> Thank um, you, Lord. Like some of the some rest things, of those journal entries were trash. Some things, praise God, have been worked out. Um Ooh, he yeah. left some things out, sis. <laughs> but you can still be friends across those seas, you know, yeah. like if the relationships are truly rich. One of the beauties is that like the, it can be sustained even mm-hmm. as, you know, you grow and you change, even if you figure out what does mm-hmm. it mean to be who I am. I think yeah, to be a, a genuine friend is to be present as yep. people work those things out and learn those things and not necessarily agree. You don't have to agree. And if something's simple, mm-hmm. I say, um, what are we doing here? Um, <laughs> yes. Like, you might need to say that, but that doesn't mean you're like, I'm out. Right. Um, and so as we work, because we're all working those things mm-hmm. out. So a lot of prayer and a little bit of courage mm-hmm. um, and being willing to be okay, I think. Like, you know, wanting to learn yourself, but also being okay with the fact that you're still working it out. Right. And that's okay because we all are. Yeah, we all are. And and even the things that you like noticed in the friends in Chicago too were like pulling from like, hey, she's really serious about her walk with Jesus. Like, I mean, that's one of the things that I think I, I've, you know, piecing back my like teenage memory, like that I called out in you or that I recognize in you is like, hey, she for real walking with the Lord or like trying to, we all trying to figure this out. Like we're taking prayer seriously. We're 16. We don't know what it means to take prayer seriously for real. Like we're asking for God to like fix our moms because they're fighting with us. You know what I'm saying? Like not fully aware at all that like God's like, no, I'm working in you because you straight disrespectful. Like 
so many things, but we just didn't know. But it was like the fact that like we were on that journey, like we were on the road and like recognizing that in someone else means that you're seeing, oh, hey, they're taking their savior seriously. And so they're in a place where like they're going to allow God to shape and form. She's going to allow God to shape and form her. And I'm down for that. And I want to be near that as well, because that's what I'm also wanting. Um, So it's really good. And yeah, and you talked about like just how the seasons of life do. And like, we're not the same people that we once were. Um, And sometimes those seasons change at different times, like in each other's lives. You know what I mean? Like I think about even in our story of you, when you moved to Chicago, I'm like, okay, she's in Chicago now. And I think at that time, like, Oh my gosh, there was just so many things. There were so many things. And I transitioned into married life first. Like, I know that those seasons don't always change at the same time. And so how like how have you navigated that from your wisdom? How can you encourage women to navigate that where I don't I don't know. I'm like to me, I'm like, it's not always easy when someone else's seasons change and yours doesn't, or your seasons change in different directions, relocation. Like, what is that? I don't know. Can you speak to that? Yeah, I think one of the things I I have gotten passionate about over the years is about in our churches and our communities, not siloing ourselves and our friendships. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is not like all the married women hanging out with only the married women, all the moms only hanging out with the moms, all mm-hmm. the single women only hanging out with the single women. Um, because I, I think that that, that can be our tendency mm-hmm. um, is to be like, okay, I guess I'm in this different life state. So I'm just going to find people around me that are like me and mm-hmm. like slowly, quietly exit out of those previous relationships or to be like, oh, this person got something else going on. They must be different than me. They must be too busy. They're probably too, mm-hmm. you know, in a married life for their kid's life. They don't have time for me. Um I'm just going to kick it with some people that probably have time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be our natural tendency. And I would encourage people to pause when you feel inclined mm-hmm. um, to silently exit a friendship because of changes mm-hmm. um, in seasons and maybe consider how can we maintain this even if it looks different? Um, is this worth it mm-hmm. to me, right? Do I care about this friendship and this person enough mm-hmm. that even though these things look different, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I want to still be friends with them. They still want to be friends with me because it can. I looking at pictures like I you got married, you had a baby. I was living in Chicago. I was single, but I would frequently travel to St. Louis. Oh, girl, you would show up. <laughs> you guys. And it was great. I'd be like, oh, man, what a leisurely city. Like, this is fun. Like, let me snuggle this little baby. Yeah. Hang out with my friends. We mm-hmm. would, like, make these little cookies. Put the baby to bed. Make these cookies. Mm-hmm. Um, your husband would disappear because we were about to watch the movie. He probably had no interest. He didn't want to watch anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we would enjoy one another's company. And it was delightful, even in different seasons. Mm-hmm. I have been so blessed by friends that are, you know, that, you know, when I got married or when I had kids and that might not have been their life stage and they come over and hang out mm-hmm. and, you know, 
they hang out for dinner or they might stay around and read a bedtime story to my kids and then we can kick it after the kids are in the bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it's that it's not, it may look different. It's yeah. different than it was, but it that doesn't mean it's not still good. Right. Uh, and 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 there's something really precious. I think about those friendships that maintain, even as those seasons change, mm-hmm. like, it's like, man, this is rich mm-hmm. and this is real. And you've seen me, mm-hmm. right? Like you've seen me in these different places. You know who I am. You can pray for me because you know my heart, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not my single friends still can talk to God about my married self. It's not That's like right. I say, I only listen to married people talking <laughs> about your marriage. Like, yeah. that's not how it works. Right, and right. And so, like, for the, you know, they know me well enough and they've known me in seasons that maybe some people that I meet recently who might be married, but they don't know all that back mm-hmm, history, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm grateful for the people that were there before and they know what I'm coming into whatever with mm-hmm. and can be prayerful about it and can challenge me on it or encourage me on it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I would just encourage women to hold on, mm-hmm. hold fast. Mm-hmm. How can this look different? Maybe we're not um, going to go out and kick it and have dinner. But maybe like we used to all the time, mm-hmm. but maybe I can come over somebody's house right. or they can come over my house at a time that works. Maybe yeah, we can have like, dinner together. The, being flexible to like what the season requires, like when you yeah. say that, no, this friendship is worth it, right? Like there's something there that is encouraging me. I know that my presence encourages this person. Like, so it's not worth just like putting it on the shelf, right? Or just discarding yeah. it. But like entering into what that different season requires, like it required you coming to visit, right? Because I couldn't get away as easily, like, or even just the seasons of like it requires, um, I mean, not just to keep using marriage as an example, right? But like it requires carving out time for a phone call, like even when you're like, oh, okay, I feel like, you know, I should be spending time with my husband in the evening, like make time for that, like make space for that phone call. Or um, I don't know, I just think of all the different ways where, there are like just what you said, super valuable. Like this person can bear witness to who you are. And if being in a different season of life, like getting a new job that's like requiring more travel and you're like executive level, you're getting paid a ton and you, and you start to change. That person can call you out of like women and like you two, you two get to go to church, like, or you two, you know what I'm saying? Like in a, in a loving way, obviously, but you know, with your girlfriends, you'd be like, oh, okay. You two get to go to church now? Okay. I see what mm-hmm. you're doing. You know, but just yeah. to be able to like call out authentically, this is who I know you are. And this is who I know that you care. This is what I know that you care about is this season changing your authentic self or are you just developing? But how can you be consistent with like the person that I know you are and who God is making you to be like, those are, those only happen, like you're saying across seasons to people that can bear witness across the season of both how we're growing and how we're changing, like, and where that Mm -hmm. needs to be hemmed in or encouraged, you know, like that's just to me, there's something really beautiful about that and it makes it worth it. Um, but we know that it's not always easy, right? Like yeah. there is inevitably conflict with that where feelings might get hurt in friendship. 
like just not only because people change, but also like because we are people and like we just are not good at not hurting people, <laughs> like especially out of our places of hurt. Um, so how like how do you face those moments? What spiritual tools help you to deal with conflict in friendship? Yeah. Um I think if we're get going back to just this like authenticity and trust, right? Being able to go to someone and say, I'm sorry. I think I did this wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, how did you receive that? I'm sorry. I know I did this wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, will you forgive me? And so that's humility. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's walking in humility towards the other person Mm -hmm. or to to and trusting. Right. That that relationship is going to remain um, and not being afraid that that relationship, you know, if I say this, they're not going to be my friend anymore. Mm Because I think that's what it is sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're just afraid. Um, And so not allowing fear to mm-hmm. take hold um but having the courage to say that having the courage to say if you've been hurt that was that was hurtful to me when you said this when you did this mm-hmm. um i wanted to tell you this and trusting that that person is walking in the spirit and is going to respond uh, in the spirit mm-hmm. um I think is really valuable. One of the verses that came to mind when I was thinking about this is First Peter um, four eight, and um, the portion of it that came to mind for me is that love will cover a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Um, but the full verse says, um, "Above all, love each other deeply." because love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something really beautiful um, about that because when we think about love it's not just for the easy parts mm-hmm. um, but it's for especially it's especially for the hard parts mm-hmm. and so when we allow love to really take hold in us um, we are willing to go into those hard places and we're willing to let love cover over offense mm-hmm. um, that we might have ways that we might have offended and then ways that others might have offended us as well. Yeah. Mm. I know. Can I just tell a story how like, I know that this is true about your life. (laughs) You're like, okay, I don't know what I'm about to say. Okay. So this is a story about when you graduated from college And I was, I had just returned from being overseas and I, what I did not realize at the time, but now can look back and say, like, I was like depressed and isolated. Like I was living by myself after living for a year with like a group of people and I watched all my friends graduate and I had another year to go and I straight ghosted you for like two months, including your graduation. You were calling me like, where is this girl like and you were texting me like so just want to see how you're doing like so I graduated today like (laughs) and I just remember feeling so much like isolation and shame and yet like when we find when I did finally come out of that pit and call you your 
like grace was like really apparent. Like you weren't, you weren't cutting corners. Like you told me like, Hey, like, I don't understand why, where you were, what you were doing. Like, I don't, you didn't have to just hide. You could have called me and like how that's made you feel like that, that that was really hurtful. And then also like listening of like, is she okay? Like what is going on that, cause this is not your character. Like, why would that be? And then just, it just extending a lot of grace and forgiveness. Um, and so I know, like, I know for sure that this is true because I've seen it and that like, you're talking about walking in humility. You're talking about love covering over a multitude of sins. Like this is really true and you're walking it out. Um, and so I just praise God for that and for you and your friendship. This is really sweet to me. And it's like a treasure of my life. Like literally our husbands are like, okay, y'all are real special. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and even in crazy seasons, like we're like, okay, we're just going to schedule a time weekly to talk because that's that's Mm -hmm. how much this matters of like, it's not even just if, oh, if it's like meaningful, then it will just happen. Like sometimes it's meaningful. So you have to make a scheduled space for it and continue to be faithful to that so that what is there can be cultivated. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm thankful for you, Megan. I'm thankful for getting to share our friendship with our listeners and just a glimpse into your wisdom. Like, girl, I'm trying to get on your level one day with the level of wisdom oh, <laughs> that you have from award. Like, it's just really beautiful. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Megan, will you pray for us and for our listeners as we close out this conversation? Yeah, for sure. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the beauty of this conversation. Thank you that you came, um, that you are Emmanuel, God with us. And so you help us to understand like the gift of being near, of drawing in. And thank you that you give us that in friendship. Thank you that you give us people to go alongside of us, to journey with us, um, that you've made us for that. And so I pray for those who are listening, Lord God, for those who have those friendships, may they treasure them, may they honor them, may they call a friend after this um, to connect, to encourage, to celebrate the gift of those friendships. I pray for those who are longing for that, who truly desire to have those deep friendships, but have not, um, have a lack of it right now. I pray that you would meet them, that you would comfort them, that you would heal um, what may have been wounded in the past, Lord God. And I pray that you would grant them the desires of their heart. I pray that you would bless them with godly women to encourage them and uphold them, to point them to you um, and godly women that they can pour into and love and serve. And so I pray that in that, that we as women of God would be reflections to a watching world mm-hmm. who um, assumes that this cannot be done. And uh, may they see that uh, when God is at work, friendships can be rich and beautiful and authentic um, and continuously transformed. Uh, and may we, in that transformation, look more like you every day. We love you, Jesus, and we're grateful. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week, ladies. Amen.